Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. We're produced on the TV 10 side. <laughs> what? Nick's camera. Oh. We're produced on the TV's 10 side by our intern, Gerald Wright. The show sponsored in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. And we'll begin the show today. Um, Colin, why you gotta laugh? I was in the middle of my open. I apologize. It I gotta start... funny because it was just the corner of Nick's I, head. I, look, I, 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 I which guess... is also the best angle of my head. Did you know that? I did not know I that. I guess what I got to start to is leaving all the mics off until I introduce you guys. Yeah, probably smart. Because, you know, you're still putting your headset on while I turned your mic on. Colin could just be mature for once on this program. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. I have no defense. It's okay. All right. Uh, well, let's talk some girls' hoops from last night. Spring Mill stays undefeated with a win over Washington. And... Uh, Put four players in double figures. Not surprising in the slightest. They won 58-39. Regan Edsel had a double-double, 12 points, 10 rebounds. Corinne Edsel had 12 points. Olivia Bolduc scored 11 points. And Maya Griffin scored 10 points. The Lady Cardinals now 12-0 and 6-0 in the EPAC. While the Lady Patriots fall to 8-9 and 4-3 in the conference. Um, Nobody's stopping Spring Mills. At least in the Pan Am. I was about to say, I know you said not surprising that it got the win, but what was a little surprising to all of us was the fact that it was only a one-point game at the end of the first quarter. It was 17-16, so a little bit of a slow start for Spring Mills and a uh, low-scoring night comparatively to the rest of the season, but still a big win for the Lady Cardinals who continue to dominate the area. But the fact that... um Washington was able to keep it close in at least the first quarter is a positive sign, I feel like, for the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a positive sign, but still, I mean, Spring Mills is just completely unstoppable yes, no, within the agree. Nick? I was going to say, I think it did show a little bit of potential that Washington could be the second team uh, that makes it to Charleston from this area. It seems like Jefferson, for whatever reason, hasn't kept up the consistency, even though I think they have some talent. Uh, tonight's game, though, will tell us a lot more about the Cougars. Can they bounce back against Martinsburg here tonight? Uh, but we'll get into that later. In terms of that game last night, I think there are some positives for Washington, but obviously, you know, Spring Mills just continues to dominate. I don't think we'll see them lose a, a regular season game based on how they're playing. And uh, they're certainly a contender for the state title and, um, you know, just a team that has so much depth, and, and we're continuing to see great performances from the freshman Reagan Edsel, who's uh, added something to this team that they didn't have before, a little bit more length uh, and height, and a player that can do a lot of different things, and they already had a great team returning. So Spring Mills is you know just continuing to play really good basketball, and it's, it's fun to watch them play, and, and I think we're going to have a few more of their games here coming up, so... Looking forward to that, but um, it, it just continues to show, you know, even these teams that are toward the top of the EPAC, like Washington, Jefferson, and Martinsburg, uh, they can't even, you know, compete for more than a quarter with the Spring Mills Cardinals team. So you forgot a team in that list. Musselman? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, yeah, we do have yeah. to kind of throw them in now to the well, conversation. You say you're going to throw them in the conversation because we move over to the night Musselman knocked off Jefferson and girls hoops 47-33 Lady Appleman now 4 and 12 on the season but 3 and 3 in the conference the Lady Cougars fell to 5 and 9 and just 2 and 4 in the EPAC and you know that Washington Musselman Jefferson section is very much so up in the air how it's going to be voted and and how the teams are going to align as you know we're coming down the home stretch of the season yeah, because yeah. now those two uh, teams have split the regular season meetings with one another. Uh, it's also 
Musselman that has the leg up on Martinsburg, so you may or may not take that into account when the voting uh, comes to be at the end of this month when the regular season ends because Jefferson, even though they do play Martinsburg tonight, the first time around did not beat Martinsburg. So if they fall tonight and Musselman later on this season could maybe get another one against Martinsburg, yeah, try to elevate, uh, even though it's a season split, Musselman over Jefferson to maybe get them a home court advantage if those two are the two teams that meet in our number two and three compared to maybe Washington at number one since Washington has gotten the wins so far against both Jefferson and Musselman. Yeah, Washington seems to be the clear-cut number one, but then where do you put the Jefferson or Musselman? I think based on you know how they've played as of late, I might lean toward Musselman. But I think from a talent perspective, I still like a lot of things on Jefferson's teams. I just don't know what has really been their issue. I guess for whatever reason, they're just not playing with much consistency. And, uh, you know, these are also teams that are very close, though. So your margin for error uh, when you're talking about, you know, especially Jefferson, Washington, uh, Musselman, and Martinsburg isn't that much. Um, You know, the difference between those teams, it's pretty close so um i think that's what's kind of hurt the cougars is they just have made these mistakes whether it be you know down the stretch or just early on where they just uh you know haven't played a consistent level of basketball for more than just a, a game or two in a row so you know we'll see how you would rank it i would rank muscleman then probably as the two right now because they are the team that seems to be playing better and um I think you got to take that in consideration. but Are you talking about just for Section 2? Yeah, right behind uh, Washington Yeah, in Section 2. I would rank Musselman as the 2 right now. But um, either way, too, I think the difference between 2 and 3 really isn't that much. It's just a home or away game. So, um, But that's still crucial. It is, but is it? I mean, it's not that far of a drive, so... You know, while you do like to play at home and on your home floor, it's not, I don't think, the end of the world. You still got to win that game, um, you know, either way. And if you are the better team, I think you'll find a way to get that win. So while it is, you know, important to some extent, I don't think playing at home or away, especially in a conference like this where the schools are all within, you know, 30 minutes of each other, it doesn't make that much of a difference. Yeah, I mean, I guess you do make a good point there. And let's move on to tonight. The other girls' game is uh, Spring Mills hosting Mer- Mercersburg Academy out of Pennsylvania. We saw Spring Mills beat them last week in Pennsylvania. This one is here in Spring Mills. Uh, so I think Spring Mills gets a win tonight, uh, which would continue them and make them 12 and 0 or 13 and 0 on the season. And then they'll face Martinsburg on Thursday, which we'll have for you on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube. Uh, and then the girls' game we'll have tonight is Martinsburg at Jefferson. We talked a little bit about that, but I think that uh, it's going to be a crucial game for the conference, Not obviously not for the sections, but it's still a crucial game because it's a conference game. Yeah, it's a, on paper to me, in my mind, a 50-50 chance tonight, and that's what you always like seeing in – rivalry games like this between Martinsburg and Jefferson the last time the two played at Martinsburg it was a five-point win for the Bulldogs 42-37 and I still slightly favor Martinsburg just the way they've been playing comparatively to Jefferson but I still think Jefferson has the talent there to compete and pull off a win tonight being at home a place that they have done a lot better at this season out of the uh full season looking and it was a three and two home record for them compared to two and seven on the road does now put them at five and nine overall martinsburg five and eight overall so i think we're in for a really competitive game tonight that could go either way depending on who truly shows up and shines and i feel like that will be the main thing to really keep an eye on for all four of the teams in this conversation as the debate continues for who's going to be that second team out of this region to go to the tournament I think it's going to be even out of all four of them for the rest of the year and it all depends on when these two teams play who actually shows up and balls out the best that specific night yeah I think you make a good point now let's switch over to boys action tonight there's two 
two games around the area in boys action. There's one EPAC matchup that travels to Washington, and you know Washington uh, looked to have a better start to the season, uh, but they're still only two wins. Those wins coming earlier in the season, and uh, they're right now two and eleven as they uh, fell to Hedgesville last week. Uh, so it's going to be a, a tough kind of stretch for them. We'll be there on two fourteen as they take on Musselman. Uh, but then they've got a couple of their Martinsburg game as well. Yeah. Uh, we've also got a, uh, you know, they've got a couple of winnable games on here. Broadford and Christian Academy, Mountain Ridge, uh, Fort Hill's obviously a tough one. They took a tough one, 81-47 to uh, last week. But uh, Spring Mills, without Keyshawn Cheek, how do they continue to respond? They obviously beat University last week, 79-72. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see that game tonight. Yeah, I think even without Keyshawn Cheek, Spring Mills does have the more talented team here tonight uh, when it comes to Spring Mills and Washington. But, you know, we still haven't seen Washington. I think we're going to see them on Tuesday for the first time. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, this squad and, and how they look in person this year. I've actually heard some, you know, good things. Coach Sample said that they gave him a battle for about a quarter uh, last time they played. So even though his team ended up winning pretty you know, easily in the final score. Um, he said, you know, they're a team that's getting better and uh, definitely, you know, gave some challenges to Spring Mills. So, you know, it could be a closer game this time around playing at Washington. Um, no Keyshawn Cheek. So a lot of that could play a factor. But I do think Spring Mills has found ways to win without Cheek in the past. And, and they're still a uh, just overall more experienced, more talented team. But we could see Washington stick around for maybe a half. Uh, and you know, continue to get better, even though they're clearly the team right now that is kind of the outlier in the EPAC, but still a team that, um, you know, down the line, I think when they play, you know, the Musselmans and Martinsburgs, you wouldn't necessarily, you know, favor Martinsburg or Musselman to win big. So, um, you know, we'll see because, like I said, I think Coach Samples mentioned to me that he felt like they played them pretty tough last time. So, We'll see how uh, this one goes, but definitely I think it looks like Spring Mills should win you know, by 15, 20 points tonight. Yeah, I think that's definitely a good point there, Nick. And the other game uh, going on tonight in the EPAC is a game that could see a return for a player, and that is for Musselman. Troy Wolston could be back tonight as they take on University. Uh, that could be a big matchup because, I mean, we saw how close that game against Spring Mills was, see how things go. Uh, potentially, bless you, Nick. Thank you. Uh, that game is at Musselman, so it'll be interesting to see how that contest comes down to if Troy Wolston is, in fact, in the game and how much does he play. We knew he started practicing about two or three weeks ago, so this will be his first game action of the season, potentially. Yeah, I hope he gets to. Sorry, Nick, but uh, if he does, it's going to be a big boost. I was going to say, too, I think either way, this is a Musselman team that seems to be playing better basketball as of late. But University, like we said yesterday, you know, you look at their record – it looks like it would be, you know, a pretty good game here tonight, pretty evenly matched record-wise. But uh, just like Musselman, University's played a really tough schedule, and they've had some, you know, tough losses. So it could be a game that really goes either way. I, I would think I think University might be the slightly better team, but I think Musselman has proven that they're getting better throughout the season. Uh, they're a tough team. We know that. We know Coach Basile will have this team ready to play, and they're playing at, at Musselman, which is a good atmosphere usually. You know, they have a good crowd there. Um, you know, we've talked about it before. It's kind of a tight gym where it feels like the fans are, are really close to you. So, um, you know, all that kind of goes in the Appleman's favor. I think they could definitely make it close tonight. Hopefully you get a Troy Wolston out there, which would give you a big spark especially for a home game. So if he's not ready to go yet, that's fine, though, because this is a non-conference game. It doesn't mean a whole lot, but a win would certainly help your team's confidence and I think would help you potentially uh, in the voting, even though you're probably going to be the two in the, either way, I guess, over over Washington. But still could make you feel better maybe in the overall voting. Yeah, I think that's a good point to make there, and that will do it. <laughs> 
first segment of the sports mix this afternoon on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Parsons, when we come back, uh, two commitments uh, to a local college here that we'll have to talk about. Two receivers from two EPAC schools make commitments today. Uh, plus, I mean, we can go down the line of Twitter and see what other big commitments have been made to Shepard and what's to come because signing day, I believe, is tomorrow. So we'll talk about that after this two minute break. You're tuning the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR 210. Which we've known will blow away. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest-growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Rock's grab-and-go is made fresh daily. Grab-and-go, now available at Rock's. Rock's local market. Rock's grab-and-go is made fresh daily. Grab-and-go, now available at Rock's. Rock's local market. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. We're produced on the TV 10 side by our intern, Gerald Wright from Shepherd University. Uh, you like that there? Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into some college commitments to Shepherd University. Uh, we get the news this morning via Twitter uh, that two EPAC players are going to take their talents to Shepherdstown uh, as many more get offers. And um, also Tanner Matthew makes his commitment. So we'll talk about that to another West Virginia school. But two guys going, they're staying locally, uh, one of them being Isaiah Fritz. He's going to go down the street from Shenandoah Junction to Shepherdstown for, to play for the Shepherd Rams. And then another wide receiver, Roman Pearson, commits as well. He also plays defensive back. We'll see kind of what uh, he'll end up playing there. Uh, but I believe it will be wide receiver just based upon him adding Coach Jared Keller, uh, the wide receiver coach for Shepherd. But two big-name receivers from the EPAC, among many that are offered, have committed with the with – um, signing day set for tomorrow, guys. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about before, if you're a wide receiver, you know, the Shepard offense is really built for you to succeed. Typically, the Rams are using, you know, four, five, six guys at times throughout a season, especially if you get, you know, injuries. And obviously, you never want to see anybody get hurt, but there's definitely opportunities uh, to get on the field at wide receiver. So that's why you see Shepard also being very aggressive in recruiting wide receivers because, uh, you know, they are losing a few guys. E.J. Morgan and Marlon Cook are both gone. I believe those are the only two, unless I'm forgetting somebody. Because I think Rodney Dorsey got another year, so he'll be back. But I could be wrong about that. Gerald is saying no. I thought he got another year of eligibility. I don't know. It's all confusing to me. said to us uh, 
on the last mayhem. I thought that's what he had mentioned. I, I could be honestly like that. all of this is very confusing because technically EJ Morgan had another year by the roster classification, but then he didn't, and then. I don't know. It was all confusing. We'll have to see when the spring roster comes out for the right. Rams uh, here in a month but or so. But either way, you know, they are losing a few guys that they're trying to add to that position group. And it's a group where you're going to get opportunities for Shepard uh, because they do like to rotate a lot of different receivers in there for different situations. But it's still a very talented room. So, you know, it's going to be tough to earn. But you could have an opportunity to come in and play right away, which I think is appealing to a lot of guys. Yeah, I mean, you look at the roster. Alfonso Foray back, potentially Rodney Dorsey back. You get Malachi, a healthy Malachi Brown back, uh, Kenny Edlin, Ryan Beach. Um, who else am I thinking of? Cam Dorner, Daryl Harper, uh, just to name a few. I mean, you got a ton of guys on this roster that were freshmen last year. Riley Ambrose, Jaden Pritchard, uh, Will Anise, Kevin Mendez. Uh, you know, those Nicholas Hadid, I believe, maybe got some playing time towards the end of the year. I'm not too certain. Uh, but, you know, you got those guys that are on the roster. We'll see if they all come back next year. Uh, but, you know, building, bringing two guys in from the EPAC that were on pretty strong teams is, is huge for Shepard. Yeah, and guys that can play different positions as well. So if receiver doesn't work out for you, uh, you can always transition back to defense potentially down the line. So, um, you know, just getting good athletes is always a good thing when you're recruiting at the Division II level because nothing's really set in stone, I think, especially when you're you know, looking at guys. You'll see guys move positions all the time at D2. Devin Lynch moved from linebacker to defensive back back to linebacker, and you know you could see something similar potentially with a receiver moving to defensive back or, or vice versa. So, um yeah, it's definitely good to see for Shepard that they're picking up some local kids like we said all the time, and they still got a few other offers out there, so we'll see who all uh, decides to play for the Rams. And uh, you know, it's it's a good area for football. We had four teams make the playoffs this year from the EPAC. So. With a potential for a fifth? Yeah. And uh, obviously other players committing two to other colleges. One last night coming on Twitter from Tanner Matthew out of – uh, Hedgesville, he commits to West Virginia Wesley and actually just getting an offer over the weekend. So uh, that's big for him to commit to West Virginia Wesley and to continue uh, his academic and athletic careers. Hopefully hearing from a couple more Hedgesville athletes along the way this week. Yeah, Matthew is uh, a very talented guy, plays two sports. He did play basketball too, though his junior year. Um, and I think he had potential to potentially play uh, some baseball because, you know, you watched him pitch and he uh, looked like a pretty good pitcher but just hadn't quite gotten a ton of opportunities. So um, good to see him, though, getting that commitment to Wesleyan, and uh, it's a good opportunity for him. Yeah, keeping our eyes on maybe Jackson or West. I know I think he's gotten some offers, but I don't know what sport he wants to play. He's a three-sport athlete, so we'll see how that goes and uh, potentially see um, maybe – an Eli Faircloth make a commitment somewhere along with a Kyle Whaley. I mean, we know Kyle Whaley's season was sidelined due to an injury at the beginning of the season, uh, but potentially those guys from Hedgesville could make it. We're still waiting to Baden Hartman. Obviously, we we got the commitment uh, from Ray Adamas, but anybody else from um, uh, from Musselman maybe going, and then you know maybe we see a couple guys from Washington, and we see obviously more guys from Martinsburg as well. Zion Grantham has offers. Um, who else? Jameer Hunter is going to make yep. a decision here soon. Eric King's making his Eric, tomorrow. Eric King has already decided his school based upon right, but he's making what he said. But he's not. He's going to make it public tomorrow. I believe between a few schools. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've got a, a bunch of athletes to talk about here over the next couple of days potentially. Maybe we'll see Ezra too. Yeah. Can you get the lowdown on that? I tried. I'll continue to try because I mean, if signing days tomorrow, then it might come out tomorrow. Yeah, anything? Yeah. Um, what I would like to say is, based off of what you all are telling me, uh, Shepard is doing a real good job with recruiting locally mm-hmm. because they took a big hit with sending guys off to like the NFL and the transfer portal and everything like that. So. Um, in order to rebuild the correct way, I feel like recruiting locally is like the best thing for Shepard to do, you know, because we're missing 
quarterbacks were missing. And you know you'll get people to come to the games, too. Exactly. See, that's even more – that's even better. Because if know? you recruit locally, their families won't have to drive that far, and their family and friends that are around can come to the games every week. Right. Yes. And so, local guys are going to be more likely to stick, to stick around because they don't have – you know, that feeling of maybe returning home because, well, they're already at home. So. Yeah, like there's a couple players that, you know, that are at other colleges that could potentially, you know, maybe come back to Shepard or go to other colleges. I mean, we saw it with uh, Hartman coming to yep. coming back to Shepard. Hartman start with Dwayne Grantham. Yeah, Dwayne Grantham as well. So, I mean. And who wouldn't want to be a hometown hero, you know? Exactly. That's very true. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But, uh a lot more to come out on the high school recruiting trail over the next couple of days. Um, excuse me, but let's switch over now. Excuse me. Let's switch over to WVU basketball. They're back in action tonight. Number 15 TCU as the new AP poll came out yesterday and uh, West Virginia getting three votes. That's a 9 p.m. contest. We'll get you in hopefully right around the start of that game on Talk Radio WRNR tonight uh, after the girls hoops game. Uh, but, Colin, what's your take on this game tonight? Let's do it again, WVU. Knock off the 15th-ranked team in the country for a second straight time. They just beat number 15 Auburn. Now it's number 15 TCU. It's on the road. It's Big 12. It's going to be tough. But if Stevenson can continue to play like he did Saturday against Auburn, I like WVU's chances. Their free throws a shot 84% in that win. The three-pointers, they went 9-20, so they played great basketball Saturday, and if they can continue to do that, they beat TCU tonight. Yeah, TCU, the betting line favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. TCU betting line favorite by two tonight over under at 143. Some other games in college. Hoops, Big 12. Uh, it's interesting that this game is only on ESPN+. Plus. Like, you can definitely flex it for something else. I don't know why. When they have number the seven Kansas network. State, number eight Kansas. I don't get it. It's the Big Twelve Network contract or whatever it is. But they can flex those to ESPN. A seven versus an eight. I hundred percent on a pay per view like this. That's ridiculous. Especially we're getting close to March here. It's not like the first conference game it's of the season. You're make about money halfway for the Big Twelve. I know, but I mean, it's the seven versus eight. It's not like it's unranked Kansas State versus unranked Kansas. It's I mean, not like how they do it? They pre-schedule it and they stick to that. No, they don't. You should know something yeah. about that, Spencer. What are you talking about? Pre-scheduling and sticking to it. What What are you referring to here? We do that all the time. That is true. You're right. You sound like the people that want us to go do a game that we didn't already have on our schedule, and we had another game scheduled. So don't yell at ESPN. It's not that easy. They already had that one on ESPN Plus. They sent the ESPN Plus crew out there, and they didn't send a crew. Don't they... add us anymore, and don't add ESPN. And you just want Jay Billis to get on his horse and ride to Kansas? private plane? No, nope, only a horse. <laughs> All right, other big games tonight: uh, Clemson, Boston College. Clemson favored by four and a half. Uh, Miami, number 23, Miami hosting Virginia Tech. They're favored. Miami's favored by three and a half. UConn at number 24 hosting or at DePaul. UConn by 10 and a half. Number four, Alabama hosting Vanderbilt. 15 and a half favorites are the Crimson Tide. Number 21, Indiana at Maryland. Maryland favored by three in this one. What do you think about that? Maryland gets a favorite They're against the top 21 team on ESPN2? They're at home. You know what should be on ESPN2 at 9 p.m.? Maryland. No, Kansas State versus Kansas. No, who that's cares not about that, really? Nine, that's at eight. You're right. Whatever. They could have flexed it like they flexed the Marshall game a while ago. All right, well, those are the games it's going on. It's like a Wednesday night game, though. Yeah, that's true. Thursday night. Yeah. Those are the big games going on around college basketball tonight. It's Super Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's take another break. Segment sponsored in part by Arsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and his family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hackwilson Way. Go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk NFL. Uh, somehow Tyler Huntley, who threw two touchdown passes this year, is going to the Pro Bowl among uh, two other guys getting in as well. Another A guy that's not even going to play for his team next year is going as well, but we'll do that after this two-minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and 210 back in two minutes.
This is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. When kids are small, we tend to spend most of our time saying no instead of yes. As our parents and grandparents age, we sometimes say no to visits instead of yes. Life can be overwhelming and sometimes it's nice to say yes to making memories and starting a future by playing the West Virginia Lottery. You're saying yes to tomorrow's leaders and today's seniors and furthering the beauty of the Mountain State. When you play, you say yes to West Virginia. The Classical Christian Academy at Bethel is helping create extraordinary futures. So we've seen improvements in, in our boys on the as I said, arithmetic, reading and writing. I worked in the county, I worked in public school, and that's what I knew, um, and I knew I wanted to be able to give her more, so I would recommend this to anyone. You know, our daughter has thrived here. Um, the the family-like environment is exactly what she needed. The Classical Christian Academy at Bethel in Martinsburg, equipping children to lead lives of significant impact. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you. We're produced on the TV 10 side by our intern, Gerald Wright. Let's get into some NFL news, as we talked about before the break. Uh, somehow a quarterback that only threw two touchdowns this year is making it to the Pro Bowl. What do we think about this? What's going on here? Why is Tyler Huntley, two-touchdown Tyler Huntley, going to the Pro Bowl? He was the fourth alternate, if you paid attention, when the Pro Bowl votes were announced. Or the Pro Bowlers were announced. But still... So that's why he's going, because Tua and Lamar can't play. And Mahomes and Allen opted out. Yeah. So, he's a pro bowler. Eh, congrats to him. It's going to be hard not to have him on the Ravens roster next year and exactly. be the starter for Baltimore. He's a pro bowl quarterback. You can't let him People go People are wondering if they're going to get a compensation. And uh, you know who else is going to the pro bowl? If he leaves in free agency. Somebody that is expected to leave his team, which is kind of funny because the game is in Vegas and he thought he was done. He tweeted it out himself this morning. Derek Carr uh, with four laughing emojis. Well, maybe this invitation got lost in the mail from past seasons, but I'm going back to the hashtag number four. See you soon, Vegas. Does he wear Raiders? Yeah. Apparel. Yeah. It's going to be weird. Well, they have like AFC jerseys, right? Yeah, but the helmet, unless they're not doing they're helmets. They're not wearing helmets. Yeah, because it's like football. Especially quarterbacks. They haven't yeah. even shown the Pro Bowl jerseys yet. They could Who be. even cares? Nah, That's why Tyler Huntley's there, because yeah. nobody cares. Is he good at dodgeball? Probably. Is he good at flag football? Is he good at flag football? I don't see why not. I'm sure everybody's good at flag football that's in the NFL. See, Why right. do they have this still? Just let them go on a paid vacation or something. Because Herbold's useless. Well, look. I don't know. Look at this. Think about this, though. Every other sporting league has their all-star game still. Yeah. Why is the NFL the only one going away from their all-star game? Because football is a violent boring. game. I don't get it, though. There's no reason to have people get hurt in a meaningless game. Then why are you getting hurt? Why are you getting hurt? Because it's a violent sport. I just, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. They're the only one going away with it. Because that's I a just fair said, point. Because it's like an easy sport to get injured. So is hockey. Yeah, but baseball they could get hurt. 
you can get hurt in any sport, but football, you're always worried about getting hurt. I think any sport, they're always worried. I, I, I understand your point, but. You're more likely to get hurt playing football. I mean, yeah, you're, you're right there. But. And as we've seen, there's life-threatening injuries that occasionally occur in a football game. Not very often, but it could. Yeah. All right, other news? Even though it was still boring, just stick to what the Pro Bowl was doing and basically make it a wrap-up like that. I don't think the players want to do that. That's why they got rid of it. Yeah. Get rid of it as a whole then. They they probably will here pretty soon, but they're just trying to try something new, see if it's fun, see if it's entertaining, even though it won't be. Make it an eSports tournament. They probably just won't have it. I think that's what they'll do. Yeah, I don't know, but the field looks really weird because they've shortened the field, and then they have like a longest drive golf contest happening in there as well, like top golf kind of thing, which I think is kind of cool, but weird at the same time. Uh, also, the NFL has made an announcement to its 32 teams yesterday that the 2023 salary cap will be a record 20, $224.8 million. A source confirmed to ESPN this marks an increase of $16.6 million from the 2022 salary cap. That was... Uh, $208.2 million. Uh, they also announced the franchise tag numbers, um, except for quarterbacks. Uh, the franchise tag numbers for quarterbacks will receive a gnaw, will be $32,416,000 for the 2023 season. Running backs will be just over $10 million. Receivers will be 19.7, tight ends 11.3, offensive linemen 18.2, defensive ends 19.7, defensive tackles 18.9, linebackers over $20 million, nearly 21, cornerbacks 18.1, safeties 14.4. And kickers and punters, fifteen point or five, excuse me, five point four million dollars. Uh, but uh, those all those numbers coming out yesterday. Uh, it's a big increase for the cap number, I think. Sixteen million dollars. Yeah, and that's another player to tie it in locally. I think all of it should go to Deron Payne for Washington, and then all of it for Baltimore. Huntley gets a bonus. <laughs> he's gonna be the starter. <laughs> You're right. He is they a don't pro need bowler. Lamar. Yeah, he's the Pro Bowl quarterback. Lamar's true. hurt, so you got to go Tyler Huntley. Do you? Yeah. Especially when he balls out and throws for you know 150 yards in this seven on seven flag football. Flag what, football so what game. is this offense? Why are offensive linemen even being voted the Pro Bowl? I don't know why. Like, why are, are kickers and punters care about Pro Bowl nominations or selections for Hall of Fame voting? Is that just a thing that's now? It'll be pass? all. It'll be all pro. I think it's all pro now. I think that's the big thing. It's all. I mean, pro, all pro, pro has always been more respected than the Pro Bowl because you do have the Pro Bowl alternates that allows more guys to get in. Um, but I think they both. It's harder to be an All Pro, so because there's less guys that make the All Pro teams. So you, you can still consider Pro Bowls, I think, because it is still the All Star. But obviously, this year when Tyler Huntley makes it, like, is anybody really going to remember him as a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback? Probably not, unless he goes on a historic run of being the next great quarterback, which I think, based on what we've seen, probably won't happen. So, so we will air the coverage to the Pro Bowl this Sunday what? from Westwood One, from three to six p.m. And it will be called Seven Days to the Super to Super Bowl Sunday, the Pro Bowl Games. The content will feature a will be a feature slash talk show. Okay. Rather than traditional play by play event, um, it will consist of interviews with players participating in games, along with commentary, a look ahead at the Super Bowl, and featured play by play of various competitions during the events. Um, on TV, I know it'll be Pat McAfee and Kirk Herbstreet on ABC, I believe. ESPN, ABC. That's terrible. Uh, yeah, I, like I don't know. Pat McAfee, but yeah, I'm not watching. I don't terrible. know. I did. He did release that last week that he would do that. Uh, but more pressing news about uh, probably didn't play very well because he was hurt because he couldn't throw the ball more than five yards. He tore his UCL in his elbow. Uh, this is kind of like baseball right now, right? Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that so Tommy John? He'll probably need Tommy John, yeah. He's out for six months. That's not Tommy John. Tommy John, you're out for like 12 months, I feel like. I don't know. But he's seeking additional medical opinions about whether he needs surgery, though the 49ers are recommending that he has it, according to Adam Schefter. Uh, but obviously, this will impact how things start for his mini camp and things along that side. He won't be ready 
until July, right before training camp, at least. Yeah, which, I mean, we talked about this a little bit yesterday on the show. San Francisco has a very weird situation entering this offseason because they have three quarterbacks that have all played well at times, and you've invested a lot in two of those guys, I'd say, in Garoppolo and uh, Trey Lance, being Lance being a first-round pick, and Garoppolo making a decent amount of money. Uh, and then your seventh-round guy that was undefeated as a starter up until last week and due to injury lost the game. Probably could have lost the game either way, but you don't really know because we know how much it impacted 49ers offense. So um, now all three of those guys that are going to head into this offseason still injured or at least coming off of an injury. So, you know, San Francisco is in a very interesting situation uh, because they're going to have to find a quarterback that can at least take snaps for them in the offseason and then of course um you know which of those guys do you lean toward as the starting quarterback entering next year and really you don't have an answer in my opinion yeah as of right now and it's it's kind of a good problem because all three guys like i said i think are pretty talented but you know you don't really know which one you want to lean toward which one gravitates the best toward the locker room so there's a lot of things to consider here with the 49ers but uh, it's a tough situation there just bad luck with the injuries right now i agree it's going to be tough for san francisco the best part of it i guess for them if you want to look at a positive side is that they have plenty of time it's not like they had the injury that came late and are playing in the Super Bowl and now have to rely on Josh Johnson in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that would... They now get to relax and... That would be crazy. ...figure it out instead of having to figure it out in a short period of time. So time is on their side, even though it's still a big issue for the 49ers. Could you imagine if somehow they won that game? I don't even... Would you try to sign a free agent quarterback, maybe? Well, you would have to for at least a backup. I think... There was a small chance that Garoppolo was going to be able to play. That's what I was thinking because I, I thought like that rumor that he I thought he could be back in January yeah. or something. So February. maybe they would have went with him if he would would have been healthy enough in two weeks to play. But it definitely would have been a very strange situation entering a Super Bowl with a team that you don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be. Yeah, I would tend to agree with that as well. And what's going on in Green Bay, guys? Seems like Aaron Rodgers is on his way out. But, I mean, this was the discussions the last two off-seasons. But I do think it makes the most sense for this off-season to be the one where we see uh, Aaron Rodgers move on from the Packers because, uh, you know, they drafted Jordan Love in the first round and they still haven't given him an opportunity to play. And you don't want to look at that as as a wasted draft pick and he's going to be much cheaper. So the Packers really are just a few pieces away, I think, from being a contender again. Maybe you move on from Aaron Rodgers, who's costing you a lot of money, and both sides could be potentially happier with that situation uh, if you think Jordan Love is the guy. Now, when we've seen Jordan Love play in games, he hasn't really looked like the next quarterback. He doesn't look like the next Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers. So it's a tough situation, I think. If I were the Packers, it really – I mean, they're seeing love every day, but from an outside perspective, I can't really see going to him as the quarterback over Rodgers. But if you think you can improve the team around him more and maybe even bring in a cheaper option potentially off the street to compete with Jordan Love and you think that would be a better situation for the overall construction, then maybe it makes sense. But just on paper, you know, and what we've seen from Jordan Love in the games he's played in, I can't see giving up on Aaron Rodgers for him, even though it does seem like Rodgers has declined a little bit, but he's still Aaron Rodgers, and, and I still think he, he played well enough this season that you could see him bounce back and have another great year next year. I'm just still trying to figure out if he if they have an out for this year. Because I thought they did have an out every year of his contract when he redid his contract last year. Uh, but according to Spot Track, they only have an out in 2024 – and which would void and make twenty four point four eight million in dead cap. Uh, well, they would probably try to trade him, I would think. But his, you know, what his base salary is this year coming up? I think it's pretty expensive. It's like over no, his million. base salary or his cap hit. 
His base salary is $1.165 million. His signing bonus is $13 million. His option for next year is $14 million, so that's twenty six. And then he gets a $50,000 workout bonus. He'll get an additional $2 million if he decides to restructure. And then his cap hits $31 million. So that's the big thing there is what are they going to do there? And who wants to take on that? According to his yearly, his dead cap, if they dropped him, it'd be $99 million. J-E-T-S. This is going to be an interesting season, especially if... You're talking about off-season? Off-season, yes. Off-season, especially if you throw Aaron Rodgers in to this potentially massive quarterback carousel that we're about to see. Because do teams take a chance on a guy like Aaron Rodgers if he is on the trade block? Do they go into free agency because it sounds like Tom Brady is no longer going to be a Buccaneer? Do they go Derek Carr or do they go to the draft? Lamar Jackson. There's big names that are potentially here. And that's what we'll be discussing all this offseason is where are these quarterbacks going to go? That'll be the big news throughout the offseason. One goes to Washington and one somehow gets out. Well, that's going to happen definitely in the second part of that. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hager Sound Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online, they'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerSoundFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap things up, and uh, we'll party like it's 1999. After this two-minute break, you tune in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are. And on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back and forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stephen Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Ollie's VIP Northside is the best spot to catch all your favorite teams. Join us Monday for Dollar Wings and Monday Night Football. Thursdays on the patio for the Cornhole Tourney. Friday Night Lights with Happy Hour Specials or Saturdays during or after the college games for Steak Night. Get a ribeye or New York Steak for just $26.95. Ollie's has great food and drink menus too along with 17 TVs to watch any game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Ollie's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Marius Group of Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343, or stop at their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. We're bringing you back with some Prince 1999, because the Wizards, they're partying like it's 1999. They get the 127-106 win over the San Antonio Spurs. 
and it's the first win in San Antonio for the Wizards since December of 1999. Also, the Wizards, they've now won six straight games. They're 24-26 and 26 on the year. Uh, it was the Denny Avdia led the way with 25 points, 21 points from Bradley Beal. Um, Chris Tapps Porzingis returned last night, had 17 points. Kyle Kuzma with 16. Knicks favorite wizard, Corey Kispert with 14. 12 for Kendrick Nunn and 11 for Monte Morris. I still don't know why Corey Kispert's my favorite wizard. Because why not? That's why. The Wizards were down six after the break, or excuse me, after the first quarter. They were leading at the break, though, and then they just continued to lead. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you mentioned that stat there, and I remember hearing about that years ago, how the Wizards hadn't won in San Antonio in a very long time, and uh, it, it makes a lot of sense, though, considering they only played there once a year, and the Spurs were one of the best teams in the NBA for most of that time period, and, and you know, the Wizards were obviously pretty mediocre for most of that time period had a few decent teams in there but definitely not you know on the level of san antonio so you know it's cool to see but this is a spurs team that's obviously not very good so you were expected to win this game last night and washington did that and they're getting closer to 500 they're starting to get healthy porzingis was back last night i believe that was a career high for denny avdia as well so yes um, definitely some good things on the Washington front of things, the Washington side of things, and they continue to play uh, pretty good basketball, and they're taking care of business against teams that they should beat. So that's good to see, and we'll see how Washington uh, plays here as we get closer to the All-Star break. That we will here. We're just wrapping things up on this edition of the Sports Mix. And uh, the Capitals back in action tonight. They are in Columbus to take on the Blue Jackets 7 p.m. It's the last game for them before the All-Star break. They'll be back February 11th, Saturday, February 11th at 3.30. Uh, But one thing I want to talk about this week is this Ovechkin documentary coming out. We'll talk about that some point this week that's coming out right before the All-Star game this Saturday. Uh, But the Capitals trying to get back on track one and three in their last four games. So we'll talk about that tomorrow on the show. But uh, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix tonight. Uh, Jefferson hosting Martinsburg and girls basketball, 7 p.m. pregame, 7.30 tip-off. Tune in on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube, and then WVU Hoops follows on Talk Radio WRNR at 9 p.m.-ish. Uh, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For our intern, Gerald Wright, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Police saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow.